Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Session 8 of Star Trek Aegir, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Modifius Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and joining me are some lovely individuals who we'll meet in a moment. The only real announcement I have is that depending on how this session goes, either tonight or next Tuesday will be our season, not series, season finale. So that is going to be very exciting. We'll just sort of see what happens and play it by ear. Other than that, uh, I'm just excited to get started because we have Borg and they're going to actually be fought. So that's fun for me as the Game Master. Um, so let's go around and everybody introduce themselves and we'll get started. So Dr. Nemesis, Randy, what do you got going on? Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Nemesis, also known as uh, Randy in real life. I play the captain of the USS Ager, a Talaxian named Axelin, who's uh recovering from some illness that prevented him from being in the last game. Jeremy, you're a spy. What do you got going on? All right. I'm Jeremy, or you're a spy, or our uh, ship's illustrious first officer, Commander Dugin Roos. Very nice. Uh, Peter, what do you got going on? Hey, everybody. I'm Petrus Quinas, or Peter. I play the pragmatic engineer, <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Vectan. And certainly last but not least, Sunbay. Sunbay, also known as Jeff. I play your lovable helmsman, the Boolean, Lieutenant JG, Rankin Esrel, and I am left wondering, what does the spore say? I'm going to cut the intro video before I start making weird noises. We'll be back in a moment. And welcome back. So, in order to facilitate both the captain having been out in and out of character, we're going to start today's session with a senior staff meeting, just so that everybody gets on the same page with what the plan is to do about the Borg, about the Silverblood, and about the facility that is maintaining a black hole star, or a quasi-star, depending on what you want to call it. All very big elements in the, in the universe going on right now, and perhaps a focal point for what Starfleet will do in this area of space in the future. So, we cut to the interior of the conference room. Uh, Astra, the Proxima variant, has brewed the coffee because she doesn't trust her actual self on the Ager at this point. Uh, both, uh, both Astras are present, and I believe Vectan and Esral, the real ones, are there as well. But if you want to bring in your Silverblood uh, doppelgangers, you certainly may do so as well. 
Uh, let me think who else. Hylong is there, though Hylong is medical, so she doesn't really speak up much. And then uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I think that's everybody. Yeah, Joy's on the bridge. We don't yeah, Joy's that. got a man on the bridge, so you know. <laughs> Not inviting her to any senior meetings, please no. Hmm. <laughs> we'll never get anything done. All right, everybody. I think uh, before we get started, I, I, I owe our intrepid uh, commanding officer Ruse a uh, apology for. Uh, reacting to his briefing by falling asleep. That was not boredom. That was illness. A little bit of boredom, but mostly illness. Almost entirely illness. So I'm very sorry about that. What has happened since I fell unconscious? We have discovered more solar bloods. We've discovered a... Um, I'm trying to remember exactly where we were. Us. No, they're on a planet about five. They're on a planet about five light years away. In our universe, or in the weird giant star universe? In Mars. our giant star universe. Oh, that's amazing! Oh wait, I think they're in they're, ours. They're in our oh, universe. that one's in our universe. But True. the weird building is in the star universe. There, there's a station. Four drive again? Have you? Not, not, no, not at all. Don't do that. Classified technology, not food. Okay, so uh, our are friends, not food. And there's a lot of them. So this is somewhere that that theoretically might be in danger of being uh, uh, vothed, uh cleansed by them, right? Yes. Were okay. the Voth to discover this planet, they would keep their distance at the mm -hmm. moment. However, there is a Borg sphere. Same one. I do not know if it is the same sphere that has been pursuing us, but it is a sphere. Number one, is there a way to tell? I will investigate. They don't have, like, names on their hulls, being all part of the same big hive. Even then, though, maybe there's, like, a signature, like, some of the damage we did to it, having been recently repaired, would be detectable. All right, well, either way, you know, I'm getting into the, into the weeds here. Let's get back to the forest and ignore the trees for now. What else have uh, has happened? Has that weird ensign continued trying to seduce everyone? That is par for the course, sir. Okay. And uh, have, do you know about the dilemma for the silver blood in the building down on the planet? I do not. Well, they could either stay in there one of them and it were they stay in there and it'll take what a month to fix everything and stabilize the star or in the station that's stabilizing the star right now correct the or, old, old 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 station it's a weird holodeck that can make anything you need it's amazing, though. I mean, if I were one of the Silver Bloods, I'd be really excited about that. And it would take three or four of them to... It would take all but three to replicate the necessary technology to sufficiently repair the station to operate. And the, alternatively... More, yeah. And they'd be locked. They'd that... be locked in place. Alternatively, we there could be eight Silver Blood... Well, technically four, or a combination of non-silver blood and silver blood that could stay behind and 
reinforce the station's subspace field so that when the star explodes, it does not breach subspace. A suicide mission. Or, which is, I believe, what the Silverbloods were leaning towards, was that we retrieve more Silverbloods from the planet that we scanned, bring them to the station where they could repair it, but also turn it into a home that would be potentially friendly to the Federation in the future for and research. Who's, who's the custodian of the station now? A computer system that is currently failing. Is it amenable to having Silverbloods make a home there? It appears to be. I mean, it seems like a huge station, so I mean, I imagine you could put a ton of uh, Silverbloods there, and I doubt the Voth would be able to cleanse it. Even if they could find it, it's pretty high tech. They would have to first enter the subspace field, and second, overcome its shields. Well, goodness, I mean, that's... I find this highly unlikely. Indeed. Unlikely that it would work, or unlikely that the Voth would find them? Unlikely that the, that the Voth... The Voth might find them. It is a very large station. However... I do not believe that the Voth possess sufficient technology in their entire fleet to pose a threat to that station once it is operational. Perfect. Wow, that sounds like a great idea. Um, well, let's put a pin in that for now, uh, and we'll ask whoever the senior most representative of the Silverbloods to come by and give us the pros and cons of that plan. But is there anything else I need to hear about before then? What's going on with Astra? I'm kind of worried about her. I don't mean to talk about you like you're not in the room, Astra. Uh, I meant the other Astra. I'm worried about both of you, but mainly her. So again, we have Sandstorm version of Astra, which is kind of swirling sands and browns and deep blacks and basically earth and colors. And then we have the quote-unquote Proxima Astra, which is normal, which is the lightning variant of like electricity and yellow and blues and whites and... They're just kind of looking at each other like two sisters who begrudgingly realize they have to share the same house, but have very strong <laughs> opinions about one another. Oh, beautiful. I believe we're still working on that, sir. Well, how do the two of you feel? About your present situation, I mean. And uh, the corrupted Astra speaks up and says, well, I'm kind of hoping that the Silver Blood are going to be amenable to me trying to replicate a body using them because then I can get out of the Aegir's computer and let my quote-unquote sister here in. And Proxima Astra, are you comfortable with that plan if it works out that way? Oh, tremendously. I would love to not be stuck. No offense to the Proxima, of course, but I would love to be in a sufficient computer bank for once. Okay. Um, interesting. So it looks like we have two different questions to pose to our Silverblood friends. But, I mean, it seems like it's a lot more likely you're going to get a yes out of them if you've got a whole planet worth of them to ask. That is my thought as well, sir. Which means... Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but here's my assessment uh, of our priorities to get back to Starfleet safely and continue our mission. Um... We've got to take care of those Borg. They're too close to discovering spore drive technology in their pursuit of us. They're a danger to the whole planet of Silverbloods that they're near. And if they find this station, they would have a nearly unlimited source of power in the in the form of the Black Hole Star and whatever super technology uh, is in the station. I mean, my report said it's a relic that was built by a Kardashev 5 civilization, something that's 
only been theorized as even plausible. Uh, I mean, that might be even worse than the Borg finding the spore drive. Exponentially so. It's at this point that High Long, again, usually stays quiet, but High Long raises a hand and says, Can I make an observation, sir? Please, that's why you're here. Well, it occurs to me that as great as the Silverblood are, and as friendly as they have been, how do we know those other Silverbloods are going to be as pleasant? And what I'm really drilling at is, do we want to really give a K-5 station to an unknown element? It's not really ours to bargain with, but I do see your point. We would be the ones responsible for placing those unknown Silverbloods there. I, I feel like we should have to treat it just like any other diplomatic situation. We have to talk with them and get a feel for their morality. Well, as long as you're the one making the report to Starfleet and not me. Uh, Astra, what's in this coffee? Because it's absolutely horrible. That's because Corrupted Me made it. I made it perfectly fine. It's cold. And they start arguing. This is why I do not drink coffee. <laughs> I choked down the coffee. I was told by the... The medical staff have to stop drinking the Andorian chocolate milk that I'm developing an allergy to it, but uh, I'm currently trying alternatives. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I think it's earth goat milk. It's horrible. It's horrible. The chocolate, I think, makes it sour. Oof, terrible. But I'm working on it. Mm. I still don't think I'm going to pick up the coffee habit that the rest of you have, though. All right, so does anybody have anything else that needs to come up before we talk to the senior Silverblood on board? Yes. I need to speak with you either Shrooms? before or after that privately, sir. Okay, absolutely. Shrooms, what's up? Shrooms? Me, me sir? Yeah, you. I'm oh. I, I got it. I've been mm. reading a lot of Starfleet history, and apparently it's very custom. Customary. It's the customary. It's the oh, custom. Oh, okay. It, it could be worse. Um, we ran several combat scenarios of what it would take to take out the board cube. Mm -hmm. um, if we use the idea was to use the the lance and then do multiple use the spore drive to bounce out, bounce in, shoot, bounce out, bounce in, shoot. We can make eight spore jumps with the number of spores that we had, and that would, was that the safety limit or was that, that the wiped that it out? That is the safety limit. limit. That's the safety limit. 10 and we wipe them out where we can't repopulate them. fascinating. Excellent work, Lieutenant Israel. But let me ask you this. Do we think that the Borg could theoretically learn more about Spore Tribe technology from watching it being used really near them? Let's say we fight these Borg and they run away. Are they going to run back to the Collective with more knowledge because we showed off our technology to them? Or would they need to assimilate our ship to learn? Uh, look at Commander Roos. I believe that they would need to assimilate the ship, but I am uh, to truly gain information. I would concur with that observation. From and Starfleet Engineering's observations of the Borg, it would appear that mere observation, which I'm repeating myself, of technology can provide the Borg with a decent amount of 
information to replicate technology, but it is not enough if that technology is sufficiently unknown. Yes, in this case, the the nature of the mycelial network is so foreign. They they had they for example they had a they had a a drive that was at least semi functional and cannot make it functional, and that's with the technology. This, I think, is one of those rare instances where Starfleet has a real leg up on the Borg in terms of technology, because we can create new technology through observation and experimentation, whereas they have to steal and consume everything they want to learn. So good. Wonderful. All right. Well, then that sounds like a really great option for fighting them. But I mean, I think the key thing to consider here, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that even one Borg drone surviving could be catastrophic for the Silverbloods. Yeah, a Voth ship or even Armada maybe isn't a huge threat to that station, but we know from Starfleet's past experiences, one Borg drone in the right circumstances could be a threat to that whole station. And if that station is assimilated, the Borg become that much more dangerous, vastly more dangerous, which means if we engage them in a fight, we have to win decisively. I am reminded of ancient Earth history, the phrase Carthago Delenda Est. Um, we must destroy them to a man if we fight them at all. Or find a way to lure them away that they'll never come back near this, this sector. So if we have an edge that we can gain from using the spore drive, we're going to have to use it. I hate to be so ruthless, but I think that's our only option. I but agree. Borg, I do not think ruthless matters. Yes. As our resident expert on the Borg, would you agree or? I agree, sir. I would take it even further in that if there is a if there is a Borg vessel in this sector, due to the presence of the station and the Silverbloods, we must make our best effort to destroy it. All right. I think you're right. I do admit it's been sticking in my craw a little bit that we keep running from this sphere. They hurt our crew. They cost me my best friend. I think it's time we uh, take them out. All right. Unless there's anything else, if everybody can give me in number one the room and uh, call in whoever the senior most representative of the Silverbloods is. That would be by doppelganger, <clears throat> Captain. Back two. I believe that is how we are referring to him. That's really great. <laughs> All right. Dismissed. Everybody but Roos and uh, Captain Axelin exit the room. And just so you guys know, you did get a moment from chat. And don't worry, chat. I'm keeping track of how many complications you throw at them because I'm saving those for the Borg encounter. But yeah, Oof. for the moment, Axelin and Roos, you have the conference room to yourselves. Look, if you're going to apologize for... Uh not letting me go on the mission because of regulations. I fully understand. It's okay. I was sick anyway. It wouldn't have turned out great. Sir, I believe I must submit myself for discipline. No, I mean, you were following regulations. It's totally okay. Or wait, are we talking about something else? There's something Joy. else, sir. Oh, we can handle that. Do I need to get an Andorran chocolate milk or can I keep drinking the bad one? I would keep drinking the bad one. I'd rather you not pass out, sir. Righto, righto. So, uh, hit me with your best shot. I believe I have discovered 
why the Borg were able to track us. Hmm. Infected spores? No, sir. That was my initial thought, but I believe that there may have been an unconscious bias in that assessment. So... I believe that I may have been subject to... I don't believe I've been acting as quite myself, sir. Well, you think the, the collective still has some sort of control over your actions? Not anymore. The facility removed my interlink node. But I couldn't tell at the time, but it appears that it's it's somewhat fuzzy, but I had been opening my interlink node very briefly for mere microseconds, but that allowed the Borg to track us this entire time. Huh. I don't... I believe I may have been subject to some form of brainwashing, for lack of a better term, but the, decisions, like the decision was still mine. <clears throat> Did you have any reasonable, any reason to believe it would lead to them tracking us? That something you knew could happen? I justified it to myself that it, it couldn't possibly be long enough for them to be able to track us. But I do not trust my... I did not trust my own impressions. Well, why were you opening it? I justified it to myself. I don't entirely know. Huh. Well... I don't want to go to a battle without my first officer, so I'm just going to hold judgment on that until we've dealt with this Borg situation. Understood, sir. Understood, sir. After the battle, I will submit we'll myself about it again. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, uh, send in uh, our silver blood friend. In comes Vec 2, as they're called. Hello, Vec 2. Is that name all right with you? You asked for me, Captain? I did indeed. Um, just kind of catching back up from my little hiatus there. And uh, I hear that there's a few different irons in the fire where we need to get your opinion on things. Yes. Theoretically, we can send a skeleton crew over to that station to their dooms, but uh, they can keep the station from endangering all of space when it explodes. Uh, we can send in a larger group of Silverbloods and have them become parts of the station, but then they'll become unthinking machinery. Or we can go to this planet full of Silverbloods, negotiate with them, and maybe make that station into a new home for your people. Those are the three options we're entertaining. Is that any of that unfamiliar to you? Or that's all stuff you already knew? No, Captain. The other Silverbloods and, and I have discussed this matter at length. Do you have a preference? The consensus amongst my people is that we attempt to communicate with the planet of Silverbloods and bring our people to the station to create a stable civilization. Well, you're not going to believe this, but that's the same conclusion we drew up here, so I'm glad to hear it. 
Um, I mean, obviously, we'll keep plans B and C in place in case we don't get along with those on that planet or they've uh, they've been assimilated by the Borg by the time we get there or anything like that. But otherwise, I'd really love there for that to be the result, especially now that I know it's what your people would prefer. Other than fighting off the Borg there and making contact with that planet, is there anything else we're going to need to do to, to pave the way for that outcome? I had suggested, Captain, that we replicate vessels from your ship to either aid in battle or to help transport the silver blood to the station. I do not know if this is feasible under current situations. Well, I can tell you that Starfleet would have a very negative opinion of me allowing any uh, anyone to replicate the Ager, as it contains a bit of classified technology that we're not really sharing. We would not, however, be able to replicate the spores. The drive may be present, but it would be non-functional. What spores? Precisely. I can neither confirm, confirm nor deny the existence of such technology. Uh, but that being said, a couple exoproximas would be very helpful. It is what I suggested. I do not believe, though, sir, that there would be time to replicate the Aegir in the allotment that we have to engage the Borg vessel. It would take my people several hours, if not a day, to replicate this vessel, in which time the Borg may locate us, and the ship would also How long have to, to be planet side. For the Proxima? Yes. Only a few short hours. As you know, we replicated the, the Proxima once in your first encounter with us. So what I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, is in the time that it's going to take us to get our ship to the Borg and in a battle-ready state, um, we could have one extra Proxima plus the one we've got plus the Ager. And you would have to use your version of Mr. Esrol to pilot this additional Proxima, yes? Very likely. I don't think we've got access to a better pilot. Don't tell him I said that. Same I, try not to give, I, I try not to give people too big of a head. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I can ask our version of Esrel to have a larger head if that would be amenable. I can't see how that would help. Nah. Probably mess up his balance. But it might be comical. <laughs> I bet it would be really funny, but uh, <laughs> probably not really the time for it. Okay, tell you what, um, I can't order you to do this, but I would love it if you were to volunteer to begin replicating uh, Proxima and have it ready for launch from the shuttle bay in the next three hours. Huh? I do not believe that it would be wise to start replicating the Proxima with the silver bloods that we have on board, as that would limit the number that we have. If we were able to take the Proxima to communicate with the silver blood on the planet, oh. engage in negotiation, and then replicate the ship perhaps several times at once, that would perhaps be the best use of our time. No, I don't want to send you there alone in case the other Silver Bloods are not good guys. Maybe we just go hide from the Borg on the other side of the planet long enough for you to do that? It is an option. Can we elude their scanners, number one, for that long, you think? If we just stay in a opposite orbit of the Borg sphere? We could almost certainly do it, sir, if we used one of our remaining spore jumps however yeah, that would limit our that that would limit our tactical options once we engage 
Well, eight is less than or seven is less than eight, but not a lot less. If we were to warp in a different direction and then warp towards the planet, keeping it between us and the Borg, it would at least lessen our possibility of detection. No, my fear is this: they 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 orbit the planet. Eventually, they pick up a warp signature. Nah, the spore drive is a possibility. They, they probably don't know how to track that. I mean, if it's even trackable, and and by the spore drive, I mean the thing that we don't have that I'm not talking about. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, my uh, commanding officer and I are going to figure out the the mores of it. Be ready, if you will, to talk with some Silverbloods and replicate a ship in the near future, please. Of course, Captain. And um, when this is all kind of finished being hashed out, we still do have that uh, open question about uh, Astra, the more earthy, dirt version of her. So just, you know. We have been contemplating that as well. Good, good. She's, uh, I think she's contemplating as uh, quite a bit too. So just, you know, keep that in mind. I wouldn't call it a priority over this big upcoming fight, but it'll be a priority pretty soon. Of course. Thank you very much. And Vec2 leaves the room. All right, number one, you have any holes you want to poke in this plan or does it sound pretty intact? It about is what it is, sir. It's very close to what I was considering, minus the warping ager behind the, or sporing ager behind the planet. Okay. All right, let's do it. Um, uh, if I could get Lieutenant Esrel on the helm, please. So, uh, real quick, before we go any further, uh, I did see that somebody played the X card. Was that intentional? Was that a misclick? Not at all. Okay. It was a misclick. It was a misclick. Okay, wanted to be sure, because you always want to check. All right, um, let's actually talk about the plan to make sure everybody is on the same page. So, if I understood everything that just was said, your goal is to send the Proxima at an oblique angle and have it come around as you're fighting the Borg. Do I have that right? Well, right now our goal is to uh, spore jump the, the uh, Ager with the Proxima still in it mm. to the opposite side of the planet, begin negotiations with the Silver Bloods, perhaps replicate the uh, Proxima while all the while keeping the planet between us and the Borg, and then okay. go fight the Borg. Okay, so that's that's the step I was missing there. I don't know why that yeah. missed Sorry, me for we, some reason. Um, we, okay. we, we didn't discuss that last week. Yeah, I think that's what it was, is I was still stuck in last week. Okay, so... Then my next question is, and I guess we can, you know, visit this when you actually make the rolls, but once the Borg are engaged, are you still doing the spore jumping the uh, Lorca maneuver, I believe is as it's called? I really, I think that's a great idea. Yes. And we've got just the right helmsman to do that because he's got an, a, a real close relationship with the spores, but also with the pilot of his supplementary vessels, so... All right, then we need to handle the first spore jump, and we're going to do it by the book because it's either going to get you momentum or it's going to limit how many jumps you are going to be able to do. So first things first is I need either Hylong or Esrol to give me an insight plus medicine assisted by the Aegir's computers in medicine at a difficulty of four. And this is going to represent finding the appropriate spores which will let you do the jump in the first place. Um... If you fail, then you can't make the jump. Like, there's some problem with the spores, and you're going to have to figure that out. If you roll a complication, well, let's just say that you might be a little bit uh, restricted in how many jumps you can do. But this is where complications from chat are going to start coming to play. I'm going to make the complication range a 17 to 20 on these rolls. Oh, oh no. Uh, well, 
I'm a 9-1 for Insight Medicine. How's the doc? Let's check her out. But I have a focus. He's a 9 and a 5 for Insight Medicine. I think... Uh, but she doesn't have a focus, though. I'm not assuming that Xenobiology doesn't count because that's yeah, pretty... Yeah, not for the spores. But is she activating now and therefore able to get a focus? Uh, she is built as a full character, so she actually doesn't oh. follow supporting character rules. But she does have determination she could spend. Mm-hmm. That and is something and, she can do. Yeah. And the and focus doesn't help. Oh, go ahead. We're going to be squeezing a lot out of Esrel in the upcoming scenes, I think. So squeezing something out of her to start off is probably the smarter move. Well, as the good news, if let's just walk through uh, whoever wants to do high long. So high long has quick study, so she doesn't actually get a increase in difficulty from not knowing about spores. So that's good. Um, she doesn't have a focus, but she does have a determination and a value. And I'll let you decide if you want her to use that value or not. Um, but in general, if you use her determination, she also has veterans. So you might get it right back. Let's try it. Let's do that. Sambe, do you want to do it? I do not have her up. But I'll I can pull, her, pull up. her up. Okay. I had the ship up, though. Yeah, I had the, I had the okay. ship. I, I will keep my hands off the dice. The roll is medicine <laughs> plus insight. Insight, insight medicine. Uh, so using a determination here does what? What has what effect? Two free successes to start. You just got to tell me what value she's using. When in doubt, punch it. Punching the spores. Love it. I'm sure Esrol's going to have some strong feelings about that, but you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so that's two free successes. You need to get four. You got one momentum if you want to use it. I do. So, so three dice, be... focus, yes, determination. Yes. So that would be one momentum, one threat. All right. So Highlong has achieved three successes. Uh, the Aegir has only scored 19. And because we increased the complication range, that is thirty or three complications. Woo! Yeah. So she punched it really good. She did, but all right. So there's things that can still happen here. So first things first, get Highlong to roll me a challenge die because if you roll an effect, you could get your determination back. Uno momento, por favor. Uh, total number of dice in pool is one. Okay, so that option's gone, which means that you either succeeded a cost with four complications or you just fail outright. And I'm going to let you make the call on that one. I say uh, many complications. eh? Uh, Being on the back foot of the board should be entertaining. What y'all think? It's about (laughs) as good as we can get. And yeah, let's. If this is to our BN, if this is to be our end, let it be an end that's worth remembering. All right. Such an end. Then what's going to happen is because Main Astra is offline and because Hylong doesn't really do the spore thing, and since Esrel's at the helm, your total number of jumps after you make this next one is now going to reduce to three before you go too far, if that makes any sense, where you literally have three spore jumps before you can't jump anymore. But, uh, narratively, what's going to happen is Hylong's going to chirp up to the bridge and goes, 
Well, uh, I did what I could, but I I think really we're we're kind of cutting it close here with the amount of spores we we've got on hand. I'm just gonna also second that we really need to get uh, Astra back into the main computer as soon as possible if we're gonna be doing any long-term spore jumping. We were supposed to have seven jumps left. Uh, analyze how many? Uh, either it's uh, my fault, or it's the computer's fault, or hell, maybe it's the spore's fault, but. After we make this next jump, we'll have three more before we are out. Three? Understood. That is less. And that's the safety margin. That's the, that's three to the margin, yes. <laughs> I feel an right. empty, empty space. Black alert! Let's get it. Well, this next one is a daring con from Esral, assisted by the ship's sensors and con at difficulty of three. And uh, you definitely don't want to fail this one, is what I would tell you. Difficulty three? Yep, and the complication range from chat's complication is still going to be 17 to 20. And we have zero momentum. Yeah, I was hoping to score some extra momentum with that roll, but it didn't work out. Yeah, you came close. Can anything assist? Perhaps the ship? Well, the ship the is ship uh, sensors con. That is an interesting point that chat makes. It looks like it is three successes without determination, a one and a six, right? Well, I mean, she that is not determination. Have a it includes it. Oh, because she didn't have a focus. Yeah. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. yep. It's all making sense now. Yeah. That's the benefit of using the foundry sheets is that it auto-includes determination and the output. And oh, actually, no. The, they may be correct. It's two successes from the one. One and one success six. from the six. Right. That's true. It didn't count. That's five. Uh, okay, I'm confused. So her target is 13. She has a six, which is one. One is two and successes. And a one. So that's three. Right. Plus the two determinations. The determinations did, did I might have done the wrong roll wrong. Yep. No, no. I think, I think what it is is the determination die is that one. Oh, yeah, I should have had three dice. Uh, yep, okay. I should have had three dice. I only yeah. burned for one extra. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, three successes on four dice is pretty good. Yeah. I've seen worse. No, very important thing. And uh, uh, we already got another complication from chat. Thank you, chat. <laughs> we, we were, it wasn't going bad enough yet. Yeah. The spores form a union and hire lawyers. it could be worse. So be this, worse. This, may be the se- this may be the series finale. Stay <laughs> um, tuned next season on Star Trek Lifeboat. <laughs> now, the lifeboat. I think it's worthwhile burning the determination now. No. Uh, no, we're going to fight the Borg. I'd save it for that, man. I'd rather fail here and, and still be alive, maybe. Remember, you yeah. can buy dice with threat. That is something you can yeah, do. Yeah, I can't use cautious con, but I'm going to have to. Um, let's buy two dice. That's three total. Oh, wait. I've been reminded of something. Uh, Roos, have you, do you still have your two determination points? I do, yes. Technically, yes, do. as XO, you have the ability to, if I remember correctly, you can spend one of your determinations... No, I have it backwards. It used the captain. Captain can. The captain can. So, captain, if you want to give your determination to Esral to use, that is something you could do. Looking for guidance, sir. Absolutely. 
Look, I know that we make fun of it, but you have a relationship with these spores, and I'm not going to pretend to understand it, but just stop. Stop fighting it. Lean into it. It's part of your duties now. Just, if they're I'm, telling you something, follow your instincts. I'm learning how to become one with them. Mm-hmm. And I will buy one dice with threat for a total of three dice. Well, it would be two threat because it's... With two, that's right. Let's do the third dice. Okay. Okay, well, two successes. Uh, That didn't include determination, so that actually would be four successes because it didn't include the determination die. I I thought I clicked that. Um, And then I need to see sensors con from the Aegir. I'll roll that. I'll be happy to roll that. Let's see here. Hey, pretty ship. Uh, Astra Ager, right? Uh, just Ager. Ager crew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yep. You're right. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Are, sensors, it was con. Con, sensors and con. Yep. And the ship always has a focus. The ship has one die. Quickly okay. Flagging. So that is actually five successes, meaning you get two momentum. And Good yeah, job. let's see that challenge die roll for Born Near Warp Core. All right, so the complication is still there. But you do have two momentum, so small positives. So here's what's going to happen. You go to Black Alert. The ship does its spin up where it literally spins and creates uh, copies of itself as it starts to spool up through the network. You go through the network. The view screen becomes that blue mycelial network of just branching pathways and spores and just an unknowable realm and then moments later you emerge back in real space do you want the good news or the bad news good news good news you have arrived in your target system they're on the wrong side of the planet bad news we're We're facing the wrong way bad news Uh, we're, we're right by the borg bad news you are literally within close range of the borg sphere red alert Second bad news. It's the same one that Roos is from. Yay! Oh, no. What is our ship? What is our orientation? Uh, You're currently backwards. Your spinal lance is pointed away from them. Of course it is. Red alert! All right. Now, real quick, before we do red alert, we need to talk about your blade of armor generator. Are you activating it? As opposed to... Yeah, yeah. Red alert. Don't raise shields. Activate the ablative armor generator. So, there's no real way to do it on the sheets as far as I know, so you're just going to all have to know that we start with 17 shields and 7 resistance. So, just sort of keep that in mind. But it does cost 3 power, which is going to matter here. What does that reduce our power total to 8? To 8, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just did it. All right, is there so a roll to activate it, or we just activate it? You just activate just it. Um, so as the Ager begins to go from Black Alert to Red Alert, uh, we see very similar to the Voyager episode Endgame, where there's certain section of the hull that sort of raise up a little bit, and then replicating armor begins to go uh, almost like uh, chain mail or scale mail, whatever you want to call it, across the surface of the Ager until the Ager is ensconced within... Uh, a blade of armor that is designed to be anti-Borg. Though how anti-Borg it ends up being, we're going to find out after the break. So we'll be back in about five to ten minutes, everybody. Stick around. (laughs) 
Alright, and welcome back to part two of session eight of Star Trek Aegir, where instead of sneaking around the Borg, they have jumped right in front of the Borg facing the wrong direction. So, we uh, are very much going to be doing starship combat, whether we do the full rules or narrative declaration, we're just going to find out together. But, it is the player's turn. Again, you are facing away from the Borg, which means your spinal lance is the completely opposite direction. And you uh, have a, uh, deployed your Blade of Armor Generator. Um, it is the player's turn first. And what I'm going to tell you is that... Um, oh, hey, chat just gave you another momentum. Nice. Uh, what Thank I would you. tell you is that the Borg operate on a tit-for-tat measure, meaning every turn you all take, the Borg are going to take as well. Um, so it's very much just be aware that they can cheat because I have threat and I'm going to be trying to making things interesting, but hopefully not deadly, but who knows? Maybe the dice want to kill you. What can I say? <laughs> we want to live. Uh, two, questions okay. two questions real quick. One, yes. does the Abbot of Armor being up prevent transporters from working just like shields does? I'm going to say it does when it comes to the Borg, because otherwise they okay. could just transport a torpedo onto your bridge and that would be the end of it. <laughs> well, yep. Who would fire a torpedo? And two, would it use up uh, one of our turn actions for me to just issue some orders like you man that post? Um, it would be one of those things where manning a post is a minor action in Starship Combat. So if you want to literally go from the bridge to sickbay or sickbay to the bridge, that's entirely a minor action. I was just going to tell some people to do some stuff. That, oh, yeah, you go know, for they it. On their action. So, okay. Uh, uh, bridge to... The Silver Blood Esserol. Report to the Proxima and prepare to take a contingent of your people down to the surface to begin negotiations with the Silver Bloods. Number one, you're on tactical. Already there, sir. All right. Those those are my orders. Now, what what we want to do first turn wise, I personally think the smart move is to take the uh, weapons turn first. In the hope that the aren't ready to defend themselves yet. The only problem is uh, we're pointed the wrong way. If I can do an evasive action... I was going to direct evasive maneuvers. That will give us, a, with my glancing impact, that will give us a plus two on resistance as well. Right. I saw that earlier. Right on. Helm, evasive maneuvers. Aye, sir. I look over at Joy. Be sure to bring us around where we can engage the lance. So, this is going to be a daring and a con. It will cost a power, and the ship will also assist with a structure con. The difficulty is only a one, so hopefully some momentum for ship. you all. Do we want the ship to assist, or do we want me to assist since I directed him? Or do we not want to use the direct action here? I would say you want to save your directs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, direct he, is very He's going to be really good at this particular type of task anyway. So yeah. the ship, it's what, engines con, you said? Uh, structure con. Structure. And, I and remember will... to knock your power down by one. You should be at seven. Yes. And I will use one of the dice. Good call. Okay, one success from the AG already. Good stuff there. All right. And it looks like two successes from Esrol. So that is three. So you get two momentum back, bringing you up to four momentum. And no yeah, chat. So... we're not going to use Joy. We're going to send her to the Borg to distract them. <laughs> there you go. All right, I so... don't want to know what happens if the Borg is simulator. And it, it kind of goes into a power slide as we bring ourselves around to have the lance pointed at him. Okay. And I kind of look over at Joy and go, 
little Mario Kart maneuver. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is one difficulty more to hurt to, to hit you, which means it is difficulty of three to hit you right now because you're at close range. Yeah, difficulty of three. Does and anybody have be... quick to action? No. Or would no. you like to spend two momentum to retain the initiative? No, I want to give them their turn. Okay. Then the Borg are not even going to bother with their usual speech. They are just going to start firing with their energy dampening weapon. So that is a weapons and security on their part. I'm going to give them two dice. So that's three threat. Let's just see what happens. Because I need to see three successes on this one. Well, I got four. So you are going to get hit by the energy dampening weapon. Good news. uh, Between your evasive maneuvers and your blade of armor generator, you don't actually take any damage. Uh, However, the two effects means that you're going to lose two power uh, as (laughs) the energy is siphoned away from the ship. So it's kind of like this blue beam that lances out and doesn't bore through your blade of armor, but it does seem to pull energy away from the ship in waves. Damage report? No damage, sir. Vectan, what is is that beam doing then? The beam appears to be siphoning power from the ship, Captain. Are we prepared to fire? Number one? I'm prepared to. I am prepared to. Uh, I am prepared to fire, sir. Let's shake him loose. All right. So, Roos, uh, what are you firing? Because that's going to make a big difference when it comes to uh, to the difficulty here. Um, I'm probably going to try and. Fi- okay, so I'm going to fire the lance. Okay. Because here's how the lance works. The lance is at long range optimal. Mm-hmm. And it's already a plus two difficulty to fire if you're at ah. optimal. So before anything's already rolled, you're already at a difficulty of five. Then I'm not going to fire the lance. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll save that for later, I guess. Now, you do have phaser arrays. Those are at medium. So you'd only be at a three base because, again, medium close. But you also have done evasive actions, which means you are now at a four difficulty to hit with phaser arrays. And if you want me to continue the example, both your torpedoes, your photon and your tetrionic, Mm -hmm. those are difficulty of five at the moment. And I have to remind you that if you fire torpedoes, I get threat. get to better footing or I was going to say uh can I do a micro jump to to say you know half a light hour or something do you want to spend the spore jump then no I, I would want to use I would want to use the warp card maneuver a tactical warp jump okay. nice wouldn't that require us to drop shields no it we don't have shields. power though it will cost one power, and I would like to... And we have an improved warp drive, so we have a chance of getting it back. I Not to it's mention... Actually, it's one power per zone move, so it would be at least two power. Oh, here. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. we could give it a shot. All right, I mean, Roos. Uh, we're going to lose our power if we keep fighting these guys and losing yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. Might yeah. as well use the yeah. power before we give it all to them. All right. So we're jumping to long range. All right, so Roos, I need you to give me a control and a con. And I need the ship to give me an engines con. The difficulty here is just a zero. I have the ship. 
You're warping? Are you sure you know what you're doing? You put me on tactical, sir. Okay, well, there's a complication, which is fun. All right, so three successes, you meaning you actually have seven momentum, one floating. Uh, if you want to buy off that complication for two momentum, I'll let you do it. Yep, I'll do it. Okay. I like that idea. All right, and then go ahead and roll two challenge die to see if you retain the power or if uh, it goes bye-bye. All right, so you only actually go down to four power instead of three. Excellent. I'll mark that. All right, so narratively, we see the Aegir do a Picard-esque maneuver where you micro-warp jump a far distance away, facing the correct direction this time. I would like to keep the... I, I Well, I don't know if I want to keep the initiative or not. I do want if to... We, go ahead. If we keep the initiative, can he use tactical action again, or is it burned for the round? It is for the round, yes. Um, what is, if there I, a way I can, is there a way I can use my turn to direct him to do that? Yeah, that's the thing. If you want to retain the initiative and or wait until it's your turn and then direct him to do it, then it's at a plus one difficulty for him. But just that, remember... You're already at a difficulty of five before accounting for evasive action. No, wait, sorry. It's difficulty four to fire. Evasive action makes it five. So it would be difficulty five to fire the lance. Why do it's not do difficulty then? It's not doable at this point. Um, I, I think we need power engineering. All right. I think. Well, we just took, it, we just took an action. So if we don't retain initiative, it's their turn. Right. Mm -hmm. That's... Are we returning, retaining initiative? It would be I'm two momentum, a lot of momentum. initiative. I think we should. I'm going to burn that two momentum. Okay. Quick, well, quick while their guard's down. They don't expect us to be here. Let's get some juice back in the engines. All right. Peter, power management task. Daring or control plus engineering at difficulty of two. All right. And a success here gets one point of power and then one more power for every momentum you spend. Would Starship Construction as a focus? I'll give it to you. Here? All right. Well, that's uh, four nice successes, roll. which means you get two momentum bringing you up to five. So you're immediately going to go to five power, but how much momentum do you want to spend to get your, your power back here? Is it one per power one level? One per unless you have the talent for it. I don't think I have the talent for it. We're at five. Mm -hmm. Let's burn down to three so we have two dice purchase available left. All right. Seven's a good number, I think, right? Yeah. It's a number. Okay. All right, so the Borg are going to go twice in a row because they're going to do the exact same thing you did. Uh, they are going to switch their weapons from their energy draining to the cutting beam. They are going to be at a difficulty of four to hit you. Actually, no, Is that mainly because we've we've gotten far away from them? Right, yeah. They are actually at a difficulty five to hit you. Um yeah. yeah, you know, let's let's make it cinematic. You know, let's let's maybe not have them fire the beam. Let's have them just ominously drift closer so that now you're at medium range from them. And then they are where let me ask this. Have you launched the Proxima yet? Well, I think that would have to take one of our turns. Yeah, True. we would have to. So maybe that should be the next thing we try to do. Okay. Yeah, but we have not yet done it. Not yet. No, so no, the no. Borg doesn't know it's there. 
All right, that's what matters. So in that case, I think the Borg are going to attempt to lock on a tractor beam on you all. So uh, let me just find that real quick. So it's a control security and a structure security. All right. Difficulty of two, but you have shields. So, do, 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 do. oh, and it's at close range. This is a difficulty of four for them. Interesting. All right, well, let's uh, let's give them some dice. I'm going to give them two more dice with three threat. And we're just going to see what happens. That is four successes. So, interestingly, you're still at medium range, but you are now locked in a tractor beam with them. Which means that until you get rid of that tractor beam, you can't move. And your evasive action means nada. We can still launch the Proxima, though, right? Correct. Report? Vectan, report. We are being held by the Borg's tractor beam, Captain. To be fair, we're also being held with... We're, we're also being... our the, the lance was brought to bear, and we are, at, we are absolutely stable... Aimed at the at the Borg. Prepare to fire the lance, but let's get the Proxima out in, on its mission. Okay. Yes. Bridge to shuttle bay. Are you prepared for launch? This is Estral, sir. We are prepared. All right, go, and we're going to begin firing to distract, so give you a safe passage to the planet. Get go there on. and talk fast, okay? Quick question for our game master. Yes. Right now, what it looks like is we're effectively sending NPCs to talk to NPCs, and you know we'll just hear the result, I suppose. Mm. Would it be better if the captain said, hey, I'm going to go do some diplomacy and left Roos in charge of the bridge and went with them? But that so, would be splitting the party. I mean, it is something you can do, but what I would tell you is that you have the direct action, which is very, very powerful. It basically lets you double up um, tactical or helm or whatever actions. So if you want to take away determine if you want to take away the direct, you can. Um, no, I have two direct. No, I mean I strongly prefer to stay on the bridge while my ship's in threat. Uh, it's just I want to make sure I wasn't bad for the story to have a scene happen off camera. But uh, I mean I trust the Silverbloods to talk to the other Silverbloods. I think it's just we're gonna play it out with it happening off screen, and we'll just sort of see what happens together. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm staying on board. So let me know when you've launched. Open shuttle bay doors. So shuttle bay doors open uh, again into the rear of the vessel and we see the Proxima jolt out of the bay and make a sharp dive towards the planet. As I assume on your turn, Axel, and you're using the direct action so that Roos can fire the spinal lance. All right. Now fire the spinal lance. Let's give right. them a fighting chance to get by that sphere. Okay, this is the big whammy moment. Uh, so, Roos, this is difficulty of four base because it's the lance. Mm -hmm. uh, your evasive action is gone, but you're at medium, not long. So it's only a difficulty of five. Good news there. Um, the ship is going to assist you with a weapon security. You're rolling a control security. You have three momentum. I believe you still have your two determination. So, yeah, I think you're, you, you've got a good chance here. I'm going to spend a determination and probably all of our momentum. Okay. Do I need to spend anything to direct? Uh, yes, actually, Captain, you also get to assist with a presence command, and it's one die. All right, but do I, I don't need to spend anything, though, right? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, presence command, do I have a focus starship tactics apply? Oh, yeah, definitely would apply. And just because Talaxians have annoying talents... 
would uh, mock bra astrometrics or street smarts also apply? I think they I would. Think I think, right, I well, think as one long of as I have at least, be. yeah, as long as I have at least two talents that apply, then I can use my being of many talents to re-roll that die if I need to. All okay. right, I'm gonna roll my assist die. All right. And you said you said you spent three. Yep. I'm gonna re-roll that die because <laughs> I don't like how it went. Okay. Slightly better. So that's that's two successes already with determination. That's four. So we really just need to see one success here from uh, from Roos. Wow, that's yeah. a total of six successes. That is and, eight across the board. And that's a good roll, buddy. For, and for the record, I am cautious in my application of security. Ooh. So you want to so, roll that 14? Yeah. Okay. You're right. Already sitting at eight. Already getting back three momentum. All right. Well, I believe that's another crit. So that is yeah. uh, that's that's ten, ten that, successes. That's so 10 successes meaning you get five momentum back well done there um yeah spinal ants nine damage and it's got uh dampening on it as well can any of that uh, momentum be spent to increase the effect uh well it also comes with piercing one i think with phasers you could do it but uh with let me just remember the rules here real quick oh uh, sorry geez. i did well crit. well uh, there's good news and bad news here. The good news, with four effects, you're piercing four. Uh, so you're dealing nine damage. They have seven resistance. You pierce four of it. So you only take off three, which means you're dealing six damage. That's the good news. Um, the bad news... Is dampening. Sorry. Yeah. The bad oh, news is... Oh, wait. No, that isn't bad news. That's good news for you because that takes their power down to that. That takes their shields down because that is. I can math. Dampening. All right, so that yeah, so that's dampening. So the you actually take down half of their power in one shot and almost half their shields in one shot. But here's the bad news: every time you shoot a Borg ship, they have a chance to adapt, and mm -hmm. it is all dependent on this challenge dice roll. If I roll an effect, they adapt to it, and you've got to create an advantage to hit them again. Okay, you're good. They did not adapt. You're good. So That's narratively, kind of interesting we wouldn't know if they adapted till the next time we shot them, would we? Or is there like a way to detect that? I think there's a way to detect it. It's just for okay. TV's sake. They always say it, so you know the viewer okay. can. So narratively, what happens is the spinal ants slung underneath the saucer section of the Ager begins to charge with a baleful light, and after a moment, we just see this lance of white and purple energy slam into the Borg sphere and more or less tear a gash across the surface of the sphere, draining about half the power and half the shields that are existent on the Borg sphere. And yeah, that is a very, very important blow that you have done. Great shot, number one. We still got a fighting chance here. Do we want to, oh no. Are we still locked in the tractor beam? Vectan? If you want to spend two momentum to make the immediate advantage, we can take you out of the tractor beam for that. That would allow us to do another jump. Let's do it. One, two. So, Vectan, are we still in the tractor beam or did that shake us loose? We have disrupted the tractor beam enough for us to move, Captain. I think it's time for Shrooms to do his stuff. Are you ready to do some tactical spore jumping? Ready and right waiting. 
All right. It's, which button do I push? Well, we have to wait for their response, but then we'll do that. Yeah. So that is the end of the first round. Second round, the Borg get to go first, and the Borg are not very happy with you. <laughs> um, so mm. the Borg are going to attempt to hit you with their cutting beam. They're at a difficulty of three, and I'm going to give them. You know what? You know I. You know I'm burning through it. I'm going to give them another two die because why not? Let's see. Survey says five successes, but there's a complication. So I actually get two of that threat back. So let me roll damage on this cutting beam, and then I'll tell you what the complication is because it's going to be something in your favor. Okay, so cutting beam strikes your... Uh, the green lance comes from the Borg Sphere, hits your blade of armor. Nothing. Doesn't pierce it at all. It does nothing. Um, but... The complication for the Borg, and they're not going to like it, is that that Ionic Spinal Lance that you hit them with is going to cause an immediate breach in their weapons, which means before they can fire their weapons again, they must clear the breach. So that's going to take a, a turn to do. But yeah, it is now the player's turn. All right, Adrian, it looks like we've got the uh, initiative here. Let's not waste it. Helm, are you ready to engage a tactical spore jump? Ready. And we want to go go to long range. Where do you want where do you want to shoot from next shot, number one? Long range. Long range. There's no behind the sphere. He he sends you a he he sends you a a location. He flips over a location to you. Done. Okay. Pointed at the ship, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shrooms, make us proud. All right, so the way we're going to handle this is um, we're not going to do the full spore rules, but I need to know how many times are you intending to jump here? Are you going to do all three at once? Are you going to spread them out? I think just once now. It's extremely short range. That way we'll see what uh, how it Not works. that range matters to the mycelial you know, network, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the reason I ask is because we either can do the firing and all this as one action, or we split it across multiple, if you see what I'm saying. Mm. It was like multiple actions to me. I mean, that way we let uh, we let the helm and tactical get to their moments to shine. Oh, they'll shine. Don't you worry. It's just, remember, every time you shoot the Borg, that's the chance to adapt. And I'm basically right. saying that if you spore jump around... That counts as one attack, if you see what I'm saying. Oh, so it's not just shooting. It's a tactic we use. Yes. Well, I mean, we have to do it. We've already done a micro job. Helm, you're our spoiler expert. All at once? Or steady? I'd always like to have one in the one left where we can do if we use it if we need to. All right, let's be conservative here. All right, so well, then do we do? Do we do two? Yeah. Okay. All right, so here's what this is going to involve. Esrol, uh, I need a daring and a con, assisted by the ship's sensors con. This is going to be at a you. difficulty of four. If you pull off a four difficulty, you're going to get both of your jumps, no problem. I can't direct him and then also shoot, right? Correct. All right. This... Well, the Adrian did get an assist, so already got one. Okay, as soon as I need to get three. 
this would be the time to pop my determination. I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And using my value of, I'm a fun guy. Nice. <laughs> there you go. And two dice, and we are off. All right, so that is a total of five successes. So you get one momentum back for your troubles. All right, so narratively, what we see happening is, again, the age years spin in its place and make copies of itself before it jumps the mycelial network. It pops out of the spore network on the opposite side of the Borg sphere at optimum range for the first firing. Roos, I will give you an option. You can either fire twice at difficulty four, or you can fire once and do two damage rolls at difficulty of six. Mm. I say fire twice. And 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 my thought there is I spend two momentum and give you one threat for each shot for two extra dice. Okay. Yeah, sure. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's obviously mathematically to our advantage in terms of succeeding. It's to our disadvantage in terms of them adapting. So I'm I'm comfortable with that entirely. Yeah. But adaptation is the thing you have to deal with when you're fighting the board, period. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see that uh, control uh, control and security and then weapons security from the ship. Difficulty. Oh, I got the ship. All right, one success from the ship. And Ooh. you got your four, but there is a complication. Do you have any way to re-roll that? Ah, Caucus. All right, go ahead and re-roll it. Okay, that uh, is your security of five. That's a crit, yes. Yeah, so that becomes a total of six. six successes, meaning you get three. No, you get two momentum right back. Very mm-hmm. nice. All right, go ahead and roll your damage. You sure it's not? Oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. You had a six. Sorry, I can't count. All right, so this is where you probably want to spend your momentum because you only have the one effect, which means you only pierce one, which means after the fact you're only doing three damage to them. Right. roll the ones in the blanks? That's one, two, three, four, five dice, the ones in the blanks? Or just the blanks, you think? I don't know. Thoughts? I'd say the blanks. All right, roll three. Okay, that is All one right. momentum to re-roll. All right. Okay, so you are now up to 13 piercing one, which means 13 minus six is seven, which means you are dealing seven damage to them. What I would and tell you is that if you spend either a momentum to reduce uh, their resistance by two, or you spend two momentum to do the additional two damage, you'll take out their shields completely. I'll spend one momentum to, uh, yeah, I'll spend one momentum to reduce the resistance. That way right. you still have your two momentum left for the yeah. other shot you're planning. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right, so that's that's actually going to be in your favor because not only is there shields down at the current moment, but you once again rip a gash across the surface of the Borg Sphere. And if this were any other ship, these two shots alone would have put it down. But this is a Borg Sphere, so it is still coming for you. As you do your second jump on the other side of the sphere, confusing it, now is your, ne- your next shot for another difficulty four shot. Bectan, analyze. Did I just see their shields drop? Yes, Captain. Their shields are down. Give them everything you got, number one. This is it. 
Understood, sir. And what I would tell you is that uh, your torpedoes with high yield might be amazing here. Because remember, every breach with high yield is another mm-hmm. breach. Now that their shields are down, yeah, let's light them up. So instead of the lance, use the uh, torpedoes. And we're at the right range for them, too. You are at the right range. And what I'll even give you even more of a bonus, um, it's only a difficulty three to hit with torpedoes. And if uh, you want to fire a salvo... I was thinking of that. Yeah, if you want to give me a salvo, then you could more or less give me three threat. But I believe, if I remember the salvo rules correctly... um, you can I'm trying to remember the rule on this. I think it's one extra challenge die damage per momentum you spend. Am I remember that right? Let me look it up real quick because this could matter. Uh, da, 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 da. Of course it's not you know in an easy place. you know why would it be somewhere place easy? That, that would make sense. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, it's not in the Klingon rules, which is dumb. Let's go to the actual Starfleet rules and see if it's there, because I know it's got to be here somewhere. It'll probably be under Photon Torpedoes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want... Why would they put this somewhere I couldn't find it easy? Why? Because <laughs> that would make too much sense if it was just available right away. All right, I can't find the rules, so we're just going to go ahead and say that uh, for every momentum you spend on the attack, you get an additional challenge die if you fire a salvo. So we probably want the regular photon torpedoes instead of the tetrionic? Well, they both have high yield. Yeah, I just don't remember what calibration does. Uh, you got to spend your minor to aim, but, you know. Nah. Photon, photon torpedoes, full salvo. Torpedoes away. So, so, yeah, difficulty three, weapon security for the ship and control security for the uh, good tactical officer. You on the ship, Sambe? Yep, on it. All right, no yep. help from the ship. Five successes from the good ruse. So that is actually two momentum back in your, tr- your favor. And yeah, so base torpedoes is five, and you spent two momentum, so you're rolling seven challenge dice of damage. Nice. I think I'll spend, I I think I'll give you threat Mm -hmm. to to re-roll, what, four? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Please, please, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. That's what we wanted. Yep. And what matters isn't so much that you have uh, the... And let me actually do math here in my head real quick. Yes. So dealing eight damage after the fact, um, you would be dealing one damage to the sphere, but one damage is all you really need to cause two breaches. Now, what I'll tell you is that puts them at five breaches, which means if you've caused another breach by dealing at least five more damage with this attack, you will kill the Borg Sphere with these torpedo salvos. But you got to come up with five damage somehow, and that's the tricky part. 
What did the three effects do in this case? Uh, the three effects in this case, uh, if you fire Tetrion, oh, it actually does extra damage. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, the Tetrionic Torpedoes, actually, you only need to come up with two more damage by my count. So, so momentum for piercing, and I think you've got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll spend the momentum well, that we just chat, got from chat. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, chat. You have sealed the deal. All right, well, Roos, you're the man of the hour. How does the Borg Sphere go up in flames? Your former home. Yeah, I did. Given my knowledge of this particular vessel, I happen to know exactly where... I, I can even see exactly where I need to take this down. So, um, the the lance shots were surgical, and now it's just sent all the torpedoes to one singular spot inside the hull, through the holes that we bored with the lance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't seem like it does anything at first, but then it's more... It, rather than a huge explosion, it's almost like the ship goes dark and just kind of starts falling apart. As it just breaks into large pieces. Captain Axelin leans towards the first officer's chair from his captain's chair and holds out his fist and says, that'll teach him to assimilate you, huh? He will give you a fist bump. <laughs> All right. Let's Four figure out destroyed, sir. Keep scanning for life signs. Not a single escapee in this case. We can't doom these silver bloods. And where's the Proxima? Proxima has landed on the planet, Captain. Has not landed yet? Has. It has landed. Okay. All right. Well, let's just sweep, full sensor sweep, all of the Borg wreckage. Yeah, I want to actually take it one step further and start using uh, the phasers on wide dispersal to just cleanse the area. Cleanse the area. Full extermination. I completely I support it. that. Yeah. All right. Does well, uh, I'm going to say without a roll required here that you create the advantage that you vaporize every board drone that you find. Um, and we're going to actually move on probably about two, three hours after all this goes down. So your power comes back, your shields come back, everything comes back. Um, and it's at this point that you get a hail not from Vec 2, but from an individual who looks somewhere between a Vidian and a Klingon, which is kind of an odd mix in my head. Um, but you get a hail from an individual calling themselves Ambassador Guar. So G-A-W-R. Glad to hear from you, Ambassador. This is Captain Axelin of the USS Ager. Oh, yes, uh, my name is Ambassador Guar. I speak on behalf of my peoples. I understand you have facility environment for us to be flourishing in. Provided that is something that you find comfortable, we're very concerned that some of our mutual enemies, the Voth, if they discover your planet, would be a serious threat to your people. That they would. However, there are, um, shall we say, concerns with the, the proposal that uh, your, I guess you would call it attaché in this instance, that the attaché you sent has raised. First off, we are not understanding why you are giving us so big access to such a facility. It's very big facility with very advanced technology. Well, I have to tell you, the way Starfleet sees it, that facility needs help. And uh, if it's in danger and it's not in good hands, this entire sector of space, maybe even more, 
is uh, in tremendous danger from a black hole star erupting into it. This is making sense. Uh, next question is, what are you asking in return? Surely there is something you wish to be getting out of this situation. We very much hope that you'll be responsible custodians of whatever technology you discover in that station, that you won't share it with other civilizations that aren't ready for it yet, pre-warp civilizations, for instance, and that you would be open to dipl diplomatic relationships with the Federation. So, if I'm understanding correctly, you are asking us to be joining the Federation of Planets, the United Federation of Planets, is that correct? We would definitely like you to consider it. I think that there are diplomats in, Star in the Federation that I can have come out and contact you that would be better suited than myself to invite you. But yes, on behalf of the Federation, yes, um, we would very much like to count you among our numbers. Presence command, difficulty of two. Okay. Presence command. I assume negotiation counts. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. My mouse is betraying me. I think its batteries are low. Curse you, mouse! Oh. Okay, finally, I got it. Oh, God! Do you have any way to reroll that anyway? <laughs> okay, well, first off, would economics, Machvara, or street smarts apply here? Street smarts would, yeah. Then I can use being of many talents to reroll. Okay. All right. Don't roll another Three. 20, because if you do, I can't help you. Okay, They're good. Like, okay. 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 okay, we're good. Die, imperialist scum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Ambassador Guar, uh, his Klingon Vidian face cracks a smile, and he says... Well, uh, I am, of course, very willing to uh, take your deal under these conditions. However, you know, you got to stop twisting my arm, I believe is expression. <laughs> I'll do my best, sir. Very good. Well, we are currently replicating your vessel, uh, I believe it's called Proxima. We are replicating copies of that to ferry my people to the location you have provided. And uh, we will f more or less repair this facility best we can. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it. My people and your people can communicate the logistics of your transportation. In the meantime, I'm going to uh, need to have a conversation with the leader of the Silver Blood contingent that came to visit you. If oh, yes, option. you're at a shape. Uh, one moment. And he kind of motions off screen and stepping onto the view screen is Vec 2. Astro Mark 1 to the bridge, please. All right. Mark 1 comes to the bridge. Congratulations on your successful diplomacy with your fellow Silverbloods, Mr. Vec2. Uh, I think everything's going to work out really great. But so um, appear. I think it would be bad of me to uh, force Astra to suffer this identity crisis even a minute longer than uh, she has to. Have you and your people reached a decision as to whether or not you can help her? It was part of the discussions that I had with the people here on the planet, and I believe we are amenable. Astra, any questions? I know this is a big step for you, and I'm not going to try to influence you one way or another. We're just whatever is best for your future. And I think I'm going to spend two threat that the corrupted Astra is going to say, can I stay with you? To Vec2, not to the captain. You wish to stay with my people? 
Well, uh, what I learned when I was teaching your people about Starfleet, when Roos gave me that task, I don't know, it felt good to teach and to educate. And if you're going to have to communicate with Starfleet and have liaisons and the United Federation planets and that entire measure, you're going to need somebody who knows those protocols and knows everything there is to know about Starfleet. And I, I would be perfect for that. I had come to a similar conclusion. It would be advantageous if you remained with us. And then Corrupted Astra turns to UAC, to Captain, and says, Permission to disembark, sir? Well, I can't say I'm happy to see you leave the crew, but um, you have to pursue your own destiny. So, yes, I'm relieving you of your duty. Thank you, sir. And you'll still have me, just uh, my uptight sister instead. I think the two of you are two different people at this point. Mm-hmm. So you will be missed. And, um, yeah, I'm sure everybody on the crew, I speak for everyone on the crew, that uh, it's been really wonderful working with you. Thank you, sir. And then uh, we kind of hear that standard Star Trek ending of a, of a episode riff as we just kind of see bunches of Proximas lifting off of the, the planet and following the age year to warp as you head back to... We're going to have to come up with a name for the station, but as you start to head back to the station, maintaining that black hole star. We and I think, that's, I think that station. is where we're going to end the... Probably this season, I think, is where we're going to end it, because I think that's a good capstone for the season. You blew up the Borg. You found a black hole star. I think that's a good way to end the season. But yeah, what did you guys think? Not just of this three-parter, <laughs> but in general, what are you guys thinking? It's a really good fight. This is the best yeah. Starship fight we've had yeah. in uh, two different ships at this point. Yeah. And I was really surprised, because I expected the fight to be very different than it was. I thought we were going to come at them with like a couple of... Uh, Proximas and like sneak attack them. So the fact that we did it with our pants down, it felt especially uh, fulfilling. Gotcha. And real quick, I usually don't shout out raids, but since Choco Jacks did raid us with about 100 people, hello, welcome everybody. We actually are just <laughs> wrapping up our Star Trek Adventures actual play. Um, no, you're fine, Choco Jacks. You're fine. Uh, we're happy to have you all the same. So happy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so here's what we're going to do is we're going to talk offline as a group about whether we want to meet next week and start season two or if we want to wait a little bit and then start, you know, so we can go all at once. Um, But the good news, Ager is continuing. As far as I'm aware, Ager is continuing. Uh, I think it's fair for me to say we've had a lot of fun with Ager. We've had a lot of fun exploring these characters and these themes. Um, So we're just going to continue on with Ager. But uh, for now, I'm going to end the YouTube recording, but Twitch stick around because we're going to raid chain somebody. But YouTube, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.